Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? Hello, buddy. Hello, friends. Listen, today we're talking about is it ever okay for a Christian to take an oath? And a couple different things. You know, we're filming this right now. Kim Davis was in the news recently. She took an oath. That whole thing happened. Going to court, putting your hand on a Bible, yeah. swear to tell the whole truth. Is that something that's okay for a Christian to do? Okay, well, um, the answer is yes. We, we should make oaths, but we shouldn't do it hastily. And we shouldn't think that if we, uh, you know, double secret swear that this is true, that what we're saying then is more true than if we just say yes, okay? I would be slow to make an oath. So Ecclesiastes 5.2 says, Do not be hasty in deed or impulsive in thought in bringing up a matter in the presence of the Lord. For God is in heaven, you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Proverbs 20.25 says, It's a trap for a man to say rashly, it is holy. And then after the vows to make inquiry. Um, it, it says that uh, we should let our yes be yes, and our no be no, and that is enough. And, and, and what we gotta be careful of, and the reason we don't make vows rashly or quickly, is because we can't say, hey, today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in all this different kind of business because we don't know what tomorrow will be like. And so be very careful in what you say yes to. But when you say yes, Rick, um, let your yes be yes, okay? There are some people that would have a practice of um, making a vow. In fact, in, in the time of Christ, this was a, a, a problem that people would make vows and some would swear by heaven. And that meant what they were saying was a bigger deal. And then they would say, no, I swear by earth, which would be a little bit lesser deal. Some would swear by the holy city. And so listen to what Jesus says about this. Because really what was going on in this particular um, you know, situation is that Christ was saying, hey, look, we don't play games. We are God's people, and God is not a son of man that he should, uh, not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has God not said, and will he not do it? Has God not spoken, and will he not make it right? That's Numbers 23, 19. Okay, so, so listen, he's saying, if you want to be my children made in my image, then be careful. So in Matthew 5, 33, when Jesus is talking, he says this. Again, you have heard it, that the ancients were told, you shall not make false vows, but shall fulfill your vows to the Lord, which is a, a reference back to Leviticus 19, 12, where we're, we're, we're not to take the Lord's name in vain, in effect, which is certainly a reference to the third commandment in Exodus chapter 20, okay? So what Christ goes on to say, he says, look, I said you make no make no oath at all, either by heaven, for it's the throne of God, or by earth, for it's his footstool, or by, the, uh, by Jerusalem, because it is the city of the great king. Don't make an oath by your head, for you can't make one hair white, one hair black, unless you go to Vidal Sassoon, right, or uh, hair clubs for men, or whatever else you go to do that. <laughs> but, um, you know, he says, just let your statement be yes or no. Anything beyond this is evil. So what I would tell you is that an oath is fine. We, we want um, men who lead our country to take an oath that they will uphold our Constitution. Should they put their hand on the Bible when they do that? Okay? What I would say is that it tells you something about our country. That even though we're increasingly biblically illiterate, we still hold this book in honor. Okay? And uh, that, by the way, is why there's so much false teaching and false understanding about what it means to be a Christian in this country. Because when you got a book that's still highly venerated and largely misunderstood, people can tell you whatever they want to tell you about it. But 
Do I need to put my hand on the Bible? If I was going to be inaugurated as president, would I put my hand on the Bible? That's a good question. I would just say, hey, let me tell you something. My whole life is trying to honor God. Here's the oath you should make. Okay, whatever I do, I'll do to the glory of God. Okay, and I don't think it violates the glory of God for me to uphold that constitution. Uh, whatever I do, I will do my deeds heartily unto the Lord and not unto men. Okay, I'd make that oath. Okay, and so the oath that you ought to make ought to be consistent with who you are as a follower of Christ. I would say you can never make an oath that would violate your primary commitment, which is to Jesus. So yeah, you should make an oath, and you shouldn't take the Lord's name in vain, which says, I'm gonna do this in the name of God when it's not what God would have you do. What about, what about when you were a kid and, you, and kids would say, man, I swear to God, I swear to God, yeah. I didn't do it, Mom. Is that? Yeah, that's what Jesus is talking about when, when he says in Matthew chapter five, just say yes. You live for God, so yes means it's yes, and no means it's no. Now, so what do you do if you make an oath you can't fulfill? Well, Proverbs 6 tells you. It says, first of all, if you're foolish to give surety for a stranger, that you should very quickly go to the person. Surety is just a word for a promise, like, hey, Rick will pay you back, and I don't know Rick. I should go right away to the guy and say, hey, listen, I, I co-signed on Rick's loan. That was a bad mistake. Let me make that right. Let me go try and get Rick and unwash this thing and, and clean it all up. Uh, it says, do it like a gazelle who's trying to be delivered from the hand of a hunter or a bird from the net of a fowler. That's Proverbs 6. In other words, you deal with it right away. What do we do anytime we make an offense before God? We confess it, okay? And we thank him that he'll forgive us our sins. But we take responsibility for what we did. And uh, we make amends in every way that we should. But uh, don't let it lay out there. Just go, hey, I was hasty, I was impulsive, I was unwise, I contradicted a previous oath, and I gotta clean that up and take responsibility for it. All right, so let me ask you one, one last follow-up question. Yeah. So what do you do if you take an oath, you make an oath for public office or yeah. whatnot, and then the Bible tells you, contradicts the oath that you make, says the Bible would say, don't do that. Yeah, well, what I would say is if the law changes underneath me, okay, that, um, that I would no longer be able to serve that would hold the Constitution that now, if it's amended, doesn't stand for things that I think are consistent with God's Word. And if, if um, you know, I, I want to serve this body at Watermark as best I can, if the elders decided to change our doctrinal statement, okay, and I said I'm going to serve you before God and shepherd you before God's people, and I couldn't influence them to not change the doctrinal statement, I can't stay here and say I'm going to serve God as pastor of this church because the law that they want to live by changed underneath me. So, uh, you know, you asked about Kim Davis earlier. That's what, in effect, happened. She said she would serve as a county clerk and that for her she would issue marriage licenses. But now when the license was that you had to marry these people, that was a violation of her conscience. And so she had to either advocate her role or she had to work with the government to come up another means through which the law could be uh, served in that land without violating her religious freedom. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, good stuff. We'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.